<laughs> oh my goodness. My soul is today. Welcome to another episode of Happy Ho Life Podcast. I my face hurts from smiling so much already because today I am joined by a very, very special human being that is just so dear to my heart. The one, the only Nikki Joshi and Ah, Nikki, even just as soon as you entered the Zoom room, it's like your presence anchored and grounded the space like 10 layers deeper into the earth, while also like 10 layers wider into the ethers, into into the divine, into the cosmic consciousness. And for those of you who haven't met Nikki before, you're in for such a treat today. Nikki is not only just the most radiant warm-hearted beautiful intelligent just being of light on this planet but also an incredible akashic records reader human design as well as just soul gift activator i feel is some of your deepest medicine nikki and i've had the pleasure and delight of having my human design read by nikki as well as my akashic records and that was over a year ago and I still reference that recording regularly so Nikki mm-hmm. thank you for being mm-hmm. here thank you for just sharing your medicine and if you want to just say hello and let your presence be felt on this podcast and we'll see where our souls flow going on yes oh thank you for those words it's so beautiful to be received by your projector magic that can mm-hmm. so deeply seen to others I felt that and I have tears streaming down and it, they're not sad. They're just like this. Oh, my soul feels seen and heard and understood and expressed through you. So I'm just receiving that in this moment as well. Thank you. Hmm. I feel that. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> my eyes are yeah. water too. And it's, it's a, I feel it's like, hmm, for me, sometimes tears arrive when my soul just wants some wants to express something and it's not really words and it's not even really energy it's just like a a soul glow that wants to be expressed and it's being expressed through the element of water that is so, <laughs> That's how so I feel. beautifully put yes I do feel that um all right and we'll flow with this energy too I guess yeah I feel like the water element is guiding us in this beautiful episode and actually before we hit record I always love to drop into like a little mini meditation or something. I'm thinking in the future, I'm like, maybe I'll just hit record from the get-go because doesn't everyone need a little grounding meditation? But what what came through? And I've never asked this question before, Nikki. It was like your energy that elicited the question and the vision of mm, the Happy Ho Life podcast altar and inviting guests to bring anything or share anything on the altar that is on their heart and I love the first thing that dropped in for you Nikki was flowers and I'm actually curious even if you want to speak to the practice of putting flowers on an altar and and what that means to you and and that gift of soul nourishment that you talked about just before we hit record yeah it was beautiful and as someone who has moved from this world of everything needs to be logical and structured and rationalized to just flowing with, oh, that just happened or showed up in a meditation. And what does that mean? And letting the significance unearth itself over time. In this moment, as you invited me in to share, um, to me, it's blessing 
the happy whole life podcast with like the spirit of the flowers that showed up with the spirit of the earth with this life force energy um it's gifting all of that because that's what flowers represent is so much life so much beauty and the essence of nature mm. i'm receiving that too as i'm letting that come through and drinking that in oh, and I really love that because uh, a metaphor or visual I've been working with this year has been this idea of self-nourishing nectar and envisioning mm-hmm. myself and my own soul and my own medicine as this beautiful nectar that is so rare. And actually my friend Lopa, I had a soul jewel extraction with her and that was one of the things that came through was receiving the gift of our own self-nourishing nectar and I feel like just the vision Mm -hmm. of the flowers being laid at the altar and just the cocoon of of love and remembrance of nature it feels just really present right now in my world so I just you're just so so tuned in Nikki and I'm curious I always get really excited about these episodes because obviously I just get to speak to the souls in the world who I one deeply admire whose medicine I feel is the most potent which yours even just being here in a zoom room with you Nikki it's just such a gift and I'm actually curious to hear some pieces of your story because I know a lot of it Nikki and I've known each other for a while now but this path that you've taken from being a consultant to psychic healer and Mm -hmm. just an Akashic record extraordinaire as well as being in the realms of human design and it's been so beautiful to witness you flourish in your soul gifts and I'm curious what that path looked like for you when you first recognized like oh there's these unearthed gifts within me and I think they want to come out where do I go what was that it's been a surprising filled with unexpected twists and turns journey I certainly didn't plan this I lived most of my life as in a only daughter of middle class Indian parents who lived outside of India for a good part of their life mm-hmm. and oh we need to study and complete our education and have this career which will give you money and that's that was my mental Mm -hmm. model of the world for so long um I've always been spiritually curious and loved all things magical but I definitely wasn't this kind of person you'll hear lots of psychics will say I was a child and I could see ghosts and I could see people and see energy I had none of that so Mm -hmm. this was not something I was expecting and I want to share that in case you all might hang on to stories from other people like you can have your own story around this um Mm -hmm. It can look so different as long as the the desire, the spark, the intention is there. And for me, definitely my my inner child like loved to play, loved all things magical. Um, and I've always, I think the first spark was coming across all things past lives related, actually. Um, it wouldn't feel hard to access because in Hinduism, which is what my parents practice and I kind of practice, but have expanded to so much more (laughs) since Mm -hmm. um, we talk about reincarnation, we talk about past lives, but to find books by people like 
Brian Weiss and Michael Newton and so many more where they've done research and this appeal to the logical parts of me like, oh, there's this, like they've studied all this data and there are so many people with these stories that all seem similar. Like this is like, it's almost undeniable how this is an experience of our souls that we are not like here for a snapshot in time as a human and then we dissipate. We are an everlasting soul that lives on from lifetime to lifetime here to create a story arc connect stories from one lifetime to the other, learn lessons and create magic within soul groups. It's just like, I'm, I'm lit up as I'm trying to say I was lit up by this. <laughs> Honestly, my eyes are watering again. It's the soul glow, but also as soon as you even spoke the word like everlasting and this mm -hmm. idea, like I feel like storytelling is something that's so dear to my heart. And I feel like you just brought storytelling to, again, like 10 million layers deeper, just it's not even just the story of this lifetime, but it's like this story arc that we're weaving from one lifetime to the next lifetime. And I feel like even as you spoke that, if I can like envision my timeline and the past versions of me, it's like even having that thought that this is a continuing story that we're just weaving the tapestry of our our life of our soul not just of this human vessel that we're currently in is just so gorgeous <laughs> it's just oh so I love that so oh. much my, my back is lit up with chills so like so receiving what you're taking from it all oh, we're weaving our own tapestry here with our shares oh and everyone <laughs> listening um because that's how I also envision it like it's something I've seen in books. It's something I've seen in readings when, and this is why I love tapping into the soul. And I'll come to like the moment where I started to see, oh, maybe this is something I can do. But to me, finding peace in why I might be going through what my present day, mostly human self will feel like suffering and pain is somewhat actually rationalized can make sense if you put it in the grand scheme of the story arc that your soul is trying to play out to complete energies that were left like unsaid or unexpressed like I had this emotion and it was stuck and so I came here to recreate that whole scenario in a completely different context and feel those feelings move through it move through it through me as a human vessel and then my soul can move on to experience the next thing and it's just such a gift when you understand that. And I hope more and more of us can receive that gift because otherwise life feels finite. Things feel so hard and they, we can't appreciate the beauty of who we are, which is, I think, what we're here. Back to that story of the flowers and putting that on the altar of this podcast. I think that's what the flowers are also here to represent is that that inner beauty that we can all see, but we sometimes lose sight of. Wow. I'm just taking a moment to really like really open my heart to receive your words, Nikki, because they're just again, I feel some of your deepest medicine is is your sight as well, just the way that you see life and the way that you approach life and just you're right, it does make it feel so much more infinite. And I feel when we can move through our lives and 
and the ordinary days, right? Like the days where it's just like you maybe are just going to work or, you know, you've got your kids and you're on the move and things are happening. It's okay. On the ordinary days and every day when we're connected to that deeper part of our soul that really came here, not just to live this one single life in this body, but who's creating this storyline and, and, you know, connecting with energies from the past. And as you were speaking, I actually remembered one of my favorite reels on the internet, Nikki, is actually one of yours. Oh. And it's a reel where you talked about your past life as a sailor. And I remember I saw that reel and I forget exactly what music is playing in the background, but it's like very uplifting. It's so funny you bring this up because, well, whenever I start to say it's so funny, it's like, and it's synchronicity and we're all so interconnected, of course, <laughs> that I listened to that. That song showed up in this automated playlist on Spotify today while I'm working day job on my laptop. Oh, the song, maybe I should play this reel again or repost it. It just came back, this energy. And here you are talking about it. <laughs> That's amazing because I can't even, I don't even know exactly what song it is, but I still remember the way I felt when I watched that reel for the first time and when I revisited it, because one, your joy is so, I feel like I need to link specifically that reel as well as all of your other links, because if it's not already obvious to anyone that's listening, you want to be in Nikki's world. So <laughs> purr your way on over there. But I remember watching that reel and like having the biggest smile on my face, one, because the music, the energy, your energy, as you were just sharing this story. It felt like the deepest kind of storytelling because you were allowing us to see not only the version of you that you are now, but giving a glimpse of a version of you that once was as well. And I just feel mm -hmm. like watching that reel mirrored to me the wholeness of my own soul. And I feel like this also goes to show that I'm like, did I even leave a comment when I've watched that reel? <laughs> that it had such an impact on me. Really I'm like, certain you did. I can't remember, but it also goes to show it's like, you never know the impact that your content or your shares or your medicine is truly having on people. Like, again, I know I'm working on it, like actually being in that space of reciprocity of if someone shares something on the internet and I'm, or if I see someone in real life and I love their dress or whatever, it's like mm. being more in the practice of, of saying so like when someone's medicine yeah. touches you or when someone's expression lights something up in you, it's like, tell them, let them know. And mm. even if you don't have people letting you know, or telling you allow your soul to see and feel like, Oh, there's so much happening that is unseen right now. There's there's, it's just, when the medicine flows through you, it inevitably flows to the right souls, even if you don't have the human brain tangible evidence that it that it has. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm receiving that. And like you have been my goddess on all things self-expression. I've been so lucky to have you in my world for the last so many years, including our time together in your mastermind. So I'm, yeah, receiving that. Hmm. <laughs> I'm glowing in. Another piece of your story that I wanted to speak to because I resonate a lot with it being a second generation immigrant on my mom's side is, you know, even the experience of unlocking, unearthing, bringing to light all of these soul gifts that 
you knew were there even when you were little I feel like I felt the same way like I was always a little witch like making potions and playing in nature and you know like connecting with spirits and energies just of my own imagination again like I was never anyone who was like oh I see ghosts or like oh like I am I hear the voice of God in my ear or something like that like I never liked that but for me it was like nature was my witchcraft it was Mm. my connection and portal to my spirituality and I I know for me I felt stifled somewhat in my journey of my self-expression because of my culture and in my bloodline and my lineage and I'm curious what that was like for you growing up as an immigrant and yeah all of the self-expression unravelings that unfolded from that place Uh, This, I think, is a big part of my soul curriculum in this lifetime, for sure. And I think a lot of us women, because I think we're here to reclaim our right and our expression from all our ancestors who were stifled in so many ways. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for me, the way I, I see it in my lineage and how that has shown up being an immigrant, uh, living in different countries. I grew up in Dubai as a child moved back to India for a bit, moved to the U.S. when I was older in my 20s. Um, and I am I think one theme that I noticed because of like living in a different place that feels culturally different is like kind of shape-shifting and morphing. I think all of us who are like energetically sensitive and just like naturally empathize like our body language will shift all the our mirror neurons will kick in and like oh I'm like I'm here to heal you and help you like this is programmed into us from lifetimes of experience and like how do you navigate being in a completely different environment you shape shift and you change and that's definitely what I did especially when I moved to the U.S. and Mm -hmm. I think it served me for a while and then it started to be super stifling like okay who am I I'm trying to be this, meet this expectation of being a wife, even though there was no explicit like orders from my husband we met in college. But, but <laughs> it's just this unsaid expectation of, oh, I need to be the one to organize the home and take care of cooking. And now that I have a daughter, which was now like six years ago, like I am the primary parent and have to do like, and there's all this guilt that just is automatically programmed in from oh, I'm not meeting this ideal that it's not even like my mom did, but what I've seen Indian society might portray, it might be absorbed. I can't even tell you because this is what we do as children is we just absorb from different places. Like, was it television? Was it a book? Was it a story of a neighbor? I can't tell you. All I know is there are stories pre-programmed in my head, beliefs that I had, that when I was too busy, like, running on my hamster wheel of take care of work, take care of family, take care of home, take care of everyone else, that I would completely forget about me. And it was just like compounded with this immigrant story of, okay, we're here. We should be so grateful. We have like money and we can establish ourselves here. And how do we do that is we try to be like everyone else, work super hard, shift your accent a little bit more so people don't have to have you repeat things multiple times, maybe anglicize your name, Um, all of these things that 
not opposed to any of that. If that feels like your path and your truth in the moment, do it. I did that at some point, but at some point, like I was definitely camouflaging parts of myself, this like witchy, spiritual, magical self. It was so unexpressed and I didn't know how much it was killing me till I got to my breaking point trying to do it all for everyone else. I resonate so much with your story, Nikki, even just oftentimes it is like life backs us into a corner and we hit a breaking point and it's only at that point we're like, okay, I guess something has to shift here. Otherwise my soul is just going to continue to dim and dim and dim until it feels like there's no more light even left. And it, it takes so much to unearth all of those, you know, hidden gems within our souls that we've left behind or forgotten about or abandoned. And, and as you said, it's not making that wrong at all, because sometimes it's, there are seasons of life where it's like, okay, in order to survive this, I, I don't know what else I could do other than shape shift. I don't know what else I could do other than become more like xyz so that i can feel safe and secure and i know my mom had the same experience of she always tells me that her name was chung hey and she always said in school people would be like hey chung instead and like kind of make a joke about it and it made her feel really insecure and so eventually she changed her name to janet which is a beautiful name love that name for my mom and you know, when she speaks to it, I remember her speaking about it, you know, it, it feeling like mm, certain pieces of her identity started to get chipped away because she felt like she had to give them away in order to fit in and survive. And again, not making any of that wrong, but I'm curious when you feel like you kind of hit that breaking point. <laughs> it's just like, okay, I surrender. Yeah. What's it like to to walk yourself back home to yourself? Or is that is that what it felt like even when you had you know mm. felt distant from yourself or you know camouflaged and shape shifted to meet all the expectations or again, whether it's just societal expectations at large or our own in, internalized expectations of ourselves, again from that programming. What was that like for you? <laughs> I know oh. that's a big question. No, I I appreciate it because the more you step ahead on your path from that point, you forget that, you know, some aspects of it. And it's always humbling and such a reminder of how powerful we all are when we go back to those moments and see how much we have done since. And I think it's back to this we keep dancing with this concept of like our story arc and us journeying across time mm -hmm. and like past me can appreciate even more because I just made contact with her from three plus years ago and like look at you sharing where we are at and how much we've done in the last few years on this podcast with Michelle and look who you collided with in the ethers this magical woman who has helped you express yourself even more like I feel like she's sharing that with me. So I'm just taking a moment to acknowledge. Breathing it in with you. And I think I'm coming to your question with like one answering another theme that I feel it's very connected to the shape shifting 
And what I think really was present in that time when I felt like I hit this breaking point mm-hmm. is this theme of sacrificing myself, giving all my power away. The way I almost visualize it, I'm very visual and clairvoyant. If you know me in those worlds, like if you imagine all your energy centers or your chakras, whatever you're familiar with, and they all look empty. It's as if like you gave all your energy away to others and like letting everyone else occupy space mentally, emotionally, physically within you. That was the place I was in. And I yes, it was what I was doing in the moment. And I really feel like it was a program I was running from my lineage as well, where there are so many women who, even though I had such expanders in some way, like my mom, my grandma, they all were very educated, post-grad degrees, had a career, but also did so much for the home. And it came at a cost in many ways. Um, I think it affected them physically, emotionally, mentally. And, and even though I, my mom's a doctor, it still meant that she was sacrificing herself in ways that I just kept that program running without questioning it ever. Um, And so I definitely hit this point. I think that plus compounded with a third theme, which is this lack of expression. Like my needs are not important. Everyone else's needs are because that's how I took care of myself in a, I would call emotionally unstable home where my parents didn't get along with each other. And so how did I keep the pieces like, I I do this was probably the energy work I did as a kid without knowing it is like let's keep the peace let's channel love let's like make sure I'm the perfect person perfect girl at home and school anywhere else but that meant suppressing my needs for the longest time to the point that what are needs who has needs do I have needs no everyone else has needs I have a little baby now and a husband and a high pressure job there those are all really important needs just like my parents needs were when I was a kid and I didn't realize I was running on this I would call it program a whole set of beliefs and a whole set of behaviors that I was operating within not realizing how much of me was missing in that equation and so this all came to a head when too many too many days of not enough sleep with a baby (laughs) Plus trying to work um, what's like a nine to nine or even more like management consulting job. And also my husband being under high pressure doing an evening and weekend MBA plus a day job in tech. And I remember I would work my day job, be picking up my daughter from daycare, nursing her while finishing more calls. I would pump milk while I'm driving to work and driving back to work because that was the most efficient thing I figured out, mm-hmm. which I thought of it as like, I am a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh my gosh. I mean, it's like you came up with creative solutions in the moments. Yes, I, I did a lot and it got me through that period and gave me a lot of skills to figure out I'm also a manifesting generator in my human design and very much designed to move fast and do a lot of different things I was leaning into that aspect of my energy but um, it was unsustainable and I was even helping my husband try to interview for new jobs and helping him with stuff in the night while intermittently nursing my it was insane the amount that I was trying to do and here I was 
it was Diwali, this festival of lights where we light all these oil lamps and put them around the home. I'm working on this. Oh, this is this important like presentation for someone in the C-suite of this multi-billion dollar pharma company. And I'm like, leading up to that, I'm like, oh, I think I've made it. Like, look at who I'm interacting with, with clients and the strategic work I'm doing. I thought that was really cool. And then I'm working on this, feeling frustrated that I'm working on a Saturday. It's not even a weekday and this festival happened to be on that day. It's a weekend. And then I get a call from um, the partner in the firm I'm working with and she gives me more feedback, no acknowledgement. She's very empathetic, but and usually, but in that moment, it was probably the spark that I needed where she was just like, you need to do all these things. And I think I was like crying on the call and just like, <laughs> like no more. <laughs> I can't. And I just like, oh my goodness, I cannot do this anymore. And I wrote this and I don't journal that regularly, but I wrote like, I can't keep doing this anymore. I don't want to make partner. I can't keep doing this. I just kept, it was a decision. I didn't know what I wanted to step towards, but I knew I cannot do this anymore. Mm. Wow. And that part of your soul that just like spoke in those words, like I can't do this anymore. Just mm, taking a moment to honor that version of you, Nikki, who was just doing it all. And and like you said, it's you had to do what you had to do for a season and your soul got to a point where it was like, no, we can't be <laughs> we can't be in this anymore. Something has to shift. We have to move and create space. And I feel oftentimes when we're operating from those places where it's it's almost like the autopilot conditioning that we were bored into in our, in our surroundings. And it's like, all of that is great, right? Like working, having a family, doing all the things. And it's, if our soul gifts are being stifled, ignored, yeah. they've been buried for however long and haven't, you haven't made contact with your own soul gifts. One, you don't have the opportunity to receive the medicine of your own soul gifts because they're buried. And it's like, I have a feeling your soul gifts would have been really useful to you in a time where there was just so much going on and a lot being asked of you. And I'm curious what, what it was like to reconnect with your soul gifts, you know, the almost like the aftermath of, okay, your soul spoke and was like, no more, we are done. We can no longer do this. Did it feel like a peaceful, easeful journey of reconnecting with your soul gift? <laughs> the laughter. <laughs> You're like, like laughing. Like, uh, people think the spiritual journey is full of ease and flow. <laughs> More like death and rebirth. Oh, you thought you were done. Death and rebirth again. And you're like, whoa. Can we like pause and cool it down for a little while? But yes. I'm curious what what were the things that were supportive to you in that time as you transitioned and kind of shifted to, okay, if this way of being is no longer working, what was it like to discern and also start embodying a new way of being, right? Because it's one thing to recognize, okay, well, this isn't working. But then the question of like, okay, if this doesn't work, what does? <laughs> yes, I, I guess that question is so powerful because I think that's the first state I started to shift into was um, curiosity like it's not mm. this and so it's like what we would say like 
seekers and we're seeking, I started to really, I, I would listen to podcasts by coaches who I really loved while I would drive to work and back. Like I would dabble in different things through books and through podcasts were my lifeline, really, I think to my soul in that season. And here we are magically on a podcast talking about this. So I'm, just I'm just envisioning people like in their car, listening to you speak, being like, oh, thank goodness. This is the medicine I need right now. <laughs> yes, we all need our anchors to our soul. And the, the tagline on my website is to reconnect to your soul. It was the healing that I needed. And I didn't even understand in the moment at that time. Um, and what was so helpful was like taking time away from my day-to-day life. And it obviously couldn't look like, okay, I'm just going to like quit my job and suddenly get all this help to take care of my child and my home. It didn't look like that. It was a very gradual process. But there were some key milestones that I will forever remember as being so transformative. The first one being... I signed up for a retreat, like a spiritual two and a half day weekend retreat um, with one of my favorite coaches, Christine Hassler. I'd been listening to her podcast for almost 10 years at that point, And that was some a while ago. <laughs> um, and I just made this decision. It's back to when my soul, like kind of, okay, we can't do this anymore. We have to decide something else. And I started to trust more of what my body was telling me than what my logical mind, which I'd tried and had gone with. And um, another expression of how I felt so unexpressed is I remember every year before having a kid and even right after, I'd make these lists of personal goals. And I'll be like, oh, I'll do this or I will maybe I'll create a blog or something. I would keep writing these goals come to the end of the year, nothing had been ever accomplished because I had no connection to the part of me that's like, who am I? And trusting the power within me and prioritizing that and setting boundaries around everyone else's energy versus mine. I had collapsed boundaries my whole life and I had no idea what that even meant at that time. So um, starting to reclaim that was like, oh, I took two and a half days. It was such a brave step of telling my husband, like, you have to take care of our two and a half year old. I finally weaned her. Like, I think you can figure this out. You can do it. Everything. <laughs> bye. <laughs> yeah, just bye. Good luck. I'm going to take care of myself. And it was such a magical experience to then... And it was really like 10 years of therapy in a weekend. I processed so much emotion. I felt my body, moved my body in so many ways. I reconnected with sisterhood. There was like 120 women there, which kind of freaked me out on the first day. (laughs) What did I do? (laughs) Yeah, you're like, oh my goodness, this is intense. But also my soul led me here. So, okay. Yes, yes. And then... I think learning to ride the waves after that, like it's easy to go into something that feels like spiritually expansive and healing, like I'm better and it will be fine for the rest of our lives. And back to all the laughing we did earlier. It's not quite that, Um, but it ebbs and flows and it's like riding these waves and we get more masterful when we connect with our soul because our soul speaks through emotions. It speaks through color and feelings and texture and through our bodies like when we tune into art and beauty and our emotional states our bodies and feel is when I think we can ride the waves of everything that life throws at us energetically 
um, so much more grace. Wow. I feel like I just like sunk back deeper into my chair as you were speaking, just, you know, as you described, you know, the colors. And I feel for most of my life, I know I did not live my life in very vivid color. And in part, that was because I wasn't feeling or even really noticing my emotions. Because similarly, growing up in a more unstable household, it's like, okay, everyone else has needs. Uh, let me do what I can to support everyone else and ignore myself and ignore myself and ignore myself until eventually the soul speaks. <laughs> and my form of the, you know, breaking point was autoimmune disease and just literal, my physical body was like, no more, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> like, here's your soul step in the face to to get back on path and to remember your gifts. And I resonate a lot too with just what you spoke about earlier of the the pattern of self-sacrifice and, and almost like being the martyr. And it's just our soul gifts become so stifled when we live our life in that way and don't take time for the deep rest and for the feeling of our emotions and 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 going inward. It's especially I feel for those of us who are sensitive beings, empaths, or just natural healers. It's so tempting to just pour all of our love and light onto all the places in the world where we feel it is needed. And often we forget, oh, like it's been a really long time, or maybe I've never ever just paused and been like, I'm going to turn the full force of my love and light inward mm -hmm. upon my own heart, upon my own soul and illuminate what is what is there to be uncovered and I'm curious one other question one thing that was dropping in as you were speaking is you know in this the remembrance it feels like really does that word resonate like just oh, the so much <laughs> yeah it's like it's it's just it's such an as soon as you start to drop into it it starts to feel like natural like oh like of course I'm meant to operate in this way or oh like of course, I meant to experience my emotions on a regular basis as you start to titrate those new ways of being into your system. And I'm curious in your evolution with your, your self-expression alongside the evolution of deepening into your soul gifts. I know we've spoken about, you know, I, I feel like it's like, I, I feel like I see our conversation. It's like this beautiful circle, like in the ocean <laughs> is what I'm seeing. Like when I close my eyes right now, Nikki, what I see is like this entire conversation has just been like dolphins swimming in a circle Ooh. in the ocean. Like that's, I don't, I can't even tell you why that visual is coming through, but that's what's coming through. And how our souls are communicating. And thank you for the dolphin energy. Oh. Again, it's like that energy of of play and and delight and like kind of bringing back that that childlike innocence of just you know what it was like to and and for those of us who perhaps didn't get to access a lot of play and and just the freedom of just oh I get to do whatever I want because I'm a kid. It's like sometimes you add responsibilities or we're very busy doing energy work for your household. But one, I'm curious what it was like in this journey of your self-expression and, and deepening, even in relation to your past lives. And I know for me, I've navigated so many textures of the witch wound and feeling unsafe to be in my soul gifts or to be expressed in the ways my soul was asking me to be expressed. And 
I'm curious what it was like for you if you brushed up against any edges of past life remembrances or the witch wound or, or any of these pieces as you started to become more of you. Oh my gosh. Yes. So much. I feel like any sensitive being at some point will discover this is there somewhere in their past or their lineage and certainly has been true for me. Um, in fact, you got front seat access to holding space around this, Michelle, like our very first uh, mastermind group call. And I come on and I'm like, I have this question. And all of a sudden, I'm like seeing a past life version of me experiencing what I would call like the witch wounding in a previous lifetime. And um, I want I want to say like, thank you for holding such beautiful space that I could go there and be with that part of me and move through that energy. So just acknowledging that there's so much magic and gifts you bring to the table that I want your audience to know, like, there's so much that, that happens in vortexes and spaces, vortices, I guess, and spaces with you. <laughs> My projector soul um, receives. Thank you, Nikki. Yeah, of course. And as I'm reflecting, there's been so many moments like this that I've come up against. Um, I allowed myself to go there in my exploration only after trying everything else. Like, let's mm. join. Oh, let me explore coaching because that's this thing that I can do at work that feels fun and playful and easy and didn't know at the time, but is probably fairly aligned with my healer self to, okay, let's do all these business courses and learn more. And then they're like, okay, go on Instagram and go live and practice and post. And I'm like, great, I do that for a bit. And then I freeze and I'm like, what is happening? Why can't I do this? Why does this feel so hard? Why am I not feeling seen? Why do I want to be seen and not want to be seen all at the same time? It makes no <laughs> sense. And I was so, because my logical brain was trying to process it and could figure it out at all. And I've now through unexpected intersections with people who are like, oh, you're a psychic in my business course. How cool. Oh, husband, like you go to psychic people as well. Do you want to try a session with them and see what happens? And then he has a cool session and I'm like, oh, I want to go through them too. And like, oh, now they're holding a course on like learning how to connect with your intuition. And so all these things started to open the door for me to explore what does it mean to like we like regular folk can also connect with our intuition. It's not reserved for a select few like it used to be in the olden days um, was something I had to like really like examine and look at. And then starting to meet all these people who talked about witch wounding who like seem like these magical people. They're like, oh, well, you have the gift, which is amazing. I'll come to you. But you say you can teach us and we can do it too. So I started to do all this for fun on the side of business courses. <laughs> say, oh, there's an Akashic Record reading course by this lady who I met in this course. And she seems really lovely. And it's at a beat up price and it's super cheap. And I'm just going to do it. <laughs> No questions from my husband as well. He's like, great. If you do more of these courses, I don't have to pay all these psychics to figure out my career in life. <laughs> this is how I ended up on my soul path. <laughs> I love this. I love supportive husbands everywhere. Shout yes. out to the supportive husband of all us, which is spiritual. <laughs> yes. And he also was never approaching it in this like, 
I believe in all of this. I'm like, I'm trying to get more data to figure out my life and a psychic seems like a good idea. <laughs> and he approached it logically, like, you can save us money. So why don't you learn to do this thing? I'm like, great. I don't have to discuss how much I'm investing in these courses with you and figure out a family budget. So here's where I started. But soon enough, I started to realize, like, um, I was like, oh, okay, now I'm not just a coach, but I can do this thing called channeling. And I had all these powerful experiences so early on. I would do practice sessions and be like, wow, I would have paid money for what I said to her. Like, that was pretty good. And oh my goodness, that was so powerful for me. Like, like I just need to offer it. It just, it was this calling from my soul and that's what led me to do it. But this is where <laughs> magic meets reality. And we have nervous systems that aren't used to doing this kind of stuff in public, especially from previous lifetimes. And that really kicked in multiple times as I think we all go through the spiral in our lives and we experience patterns that like just shape shift and come back and like, oh, here's a new layer to dance with. Can we dance together? <laughs> so the witch has <laughs> certainly been one of that. <laughs> I can laugh about it now because I've done enough processing and I'm not afraid if it comes back again. It's like, oh, new layer. All right, we will work with you. Um, but I think it has been really... I would use the word humbling to understand that, oh, it's not that something's wrong with me. It's like I stepped into this world where this was not received. It was received with a lot of fear. And that fear was expressed through a lot of pain, pain inflicted upon another. And I'm here in this lifetime to shift that energy in such a big way as we all are, as you and I are. And as so many, I think, listening to this podcast are, and it doesn't have to be hard to shift it because we are all here to accelerate this moment. I, I saw how quickly in like 30 minutes of you talking with me and us moving through a moment in time in a past life, like, oh, that started to just, I, I want to leave people with this understanding that yes, there can be really heavy energy in our present day and in our past um, and, you know, we'll have future moments as we spiral through life, too, that can feel heavy. And just bringing that to our awareness, feeling our bodies and emotions um, and bringing intention and love can start to shift the energy. It doesn't have to be this like, oh, now I have to sit and figure this out and like go to this healer mm -hmm. and do the journaling and the breath work and this like we can start to bring hustle culture to the healing as well, <laughs> sadly. I have certain been there. <laughs> I've been there too. Yeah. Or just the feeling of like something is wrong. And I, I loved, it felt like just like the most beautiful gift of softness, Nikki, when you named like, and like, you know, healed a lot around the witch wound. And if it comes up again, like the kind of calmness and like mm -hmm. even ground upon which you can approach it. It's like, this isn't a problem to be fixed. This is simply, oh, my nervous system must be in a state where something new, a new layer is ready to be revealed, to be yeah. moved with. It's like, we don't have to like rush to our healing checklist to be like, okay, experiencing the witch wound. I need to do a breath work around it. I need to do an EFT tapping around it. I need to journal for 10 minutes per day about it. I need to go see a healer about it. It's like, yeah. if all of those things support you, then like, by all means, like run and do all of them. I've absolutely done all of those things like in one single day. <laughs> before right and it's like we have the seasons but it's like 
Yes. Like bringing the hustle culture to healing. Oh, I've never heard it put that way, but that's so true. It's like, it, it doesn't have to be so heavy and, and so like grippy. Like I feel like sometimes when mm. things do come up, whether it's in your journey of your self-expression and feeling like, Oh, nope, I've hit a visibility block. It's all over. It's like, or you've made so much progress in the realms of visibility and whatever new perceived block that has arrived is not here to overtake you or take you out. It's arrived because it's like, Oh, okay. We're, we're done here. We're ready to be dissolved and return to the earth. And I love just the, the lightness. And one other thing you said, Nikki, I mean, everything you said resonated so, so deeply. And I feel a lot of people listening probably can resonate too with the simultaneous experience of so deeply wanting to be seen. And yet at the same time, there's the other part of you that's like, no, please don't let anybody see us. <laughs> it's like, we want to hide under a rock. Don't see my gifts. Don't send me love. And I'm curious what it was like for you to kind of reconcile with those two parts of you, because in my work, oftentimes we do a lot of this part to work where we kind of start to play with, okay, so there's one part of you that wants to be seen, one part of you that's like, fuck no, don't, don't let me be seen. I'm so scared. And it's like, oftentimes if we like trace those parts of ourselves, like all the way down and into the core, I imagine it like our brain has all, all these threads and different strings. And it's like, if we follow the threads back to our deep core, our heart, it's like oftentimes those two opposing parts of us, actually, they want the same thing. It's like they want you to feel safe, loved, secure, fulfilled, but they're just going about the how in a different in a different way. And I'm curious what it was like to, to reconcile with those parts of you. And one other thing I'll say was your, I feel like you coined the phrase like the celebrity self, like oh. the like that part of you that is like, I am ready to be seen. Like, please, everyone look at me. I am famous. <laughs> and what it was like to allow these different parts of you to coexist without making any part wrong. Yeah. Oh, this is, I think, a big part of what you helped me to regulate around, Michelle. Like, I feel like you have so much magic. And so, like, I'm so excited to be talking about parts with you. Because before I met you, I'd done a lot of study. I did a program on this. And I'm like, okay, now I'm trauma-informed. But now I'm like, I'm trying to embody this knowledge. And then our worlds collided. And you've taken me on this journey of meeting more and more parts that were feeling like they were fighting with each other but really they were just trying to talk to me and I was like not quite figuring out how to listen to them both and this is where having a space holder a coach a healer so helpful to discern and follow those threads and really receiving that language um for me understanding one that I can have such opposing voices within me one doesn't make me crazy or I'm all over the place. It just makes me actually beautifully feminine because I have like all these different energies present around me and I can dance with it. I'm not like this linear structured masculine energy and I can totally structure my parts that way if I wanted to. But I can also flow and dance and this is the call of being in a duality-based world is we can have these different parts that can 
want something, not want something, be good and bad all at once, like be this super expressed, gentle, loving being and also be like sexy and slutty and like desire all these things in our body. Like this is the thing you talk about so beautifully, Michelle, like I receive so much medicine even when you just post about it or share, do a cool reel and just like shake and dance. Ah, okay, <laughs> so I got my medicine for the day. Ah. <laughs> oh, I'm receiving. Ah, um, and so I think my biggest learning across it all is our soul can be such a orchestrator, arbitrator, like can help bring all our parts together. Like, our soul and our body can help like find alignment. It's like how you try to align people in a meeting or in real life. Like, how do you do that? You bring someone in to like talk to each part and like, here's a common ground or here's a path forward that meets everyone else's needs and you give roles to everyone. Your soul is so gifted at that. And so I feel like when we reconnect to our soul is a way where like when I'm confused about what to do, I will pause. I will check in in my body. I'm like, show me a yes, show me a no. And then I'll lean into what feels like a yes, even scheduling our time together on this podcast on a weekday, on a working day, a few days later versus I thought I'm going to schedule this for weeks later was just because my body said yes. And I'm like, okay, you're intelligent. You're connected to energy everywhere more than my brain can. So we're going to go with that. Oh, <laughs> I feel my body's just like flowing with all of your words, Nikki, and just like the energy with which you express. I feel one reflection that's dropping in that I just love about the way you interact with yourself. Like I feel like even just witnessing you interact with your own soul and in the way that you'll close your eyes and be like, oh, like, I'm going to check in. Like if someone asks you a question, like the mm. ways in which you like just tune into yourself and like really access that inner voice, that inner intelligence. And I love what you said of just like, like I'm intelligent. Like your body is intelligent. Your intuition is intelligent and cultivating the safety to trust those parts of ourselves and trust those inner voices. I'm just like, mm -hmm. And drinking it all up and mm, one thing I've been thinking about as well is you know your gifts in the realms of Akashic records as well as human design and I think I mentioned this at the beginning but it, I, I think it was last July when I did a session with you I booked an Akashic records human design reading because I was like you know I kind of want to brush up on my human design <laughs> chart and I was like who of course do I want to go to I couldn't even think of anyone else I was like you're the only person I wanted to read my human design it's just the the magnetism of your aura and your energy and of course even just getting to be in intimate spaces with you I was like oh I feel the medicine and I shared this with you, but Neil, for the first time, my husband was kind of like, okay, fine. Like, I'm finally interested in this human design stuff. Like, you tell me I'm a projector. What, what does that even mean? I don't, I don't know. So I got him a book, but also I sent him the recording of our reading that we had back in July of, it was last summer. And I remember I was away from home when Neil was watching it, but he was texting me like, 
he was texting me the whole time he was watching it. He was like, oh, I love this part. And he was like, I feel so seen by like the two of you talking about me and like the gifts of my chart. (laughs) I just like had to reflect that to Nikki that Neil getting to witness our interaction on that call and and receive the gifts because Nikki you read my chart but also read Neil's chart and it was so cool because my husband and I were both projectors and I was like nerding out and and it was I feel like the way in which you articulate the way in which you read charts the way in which you just channel your medicine with such potency and grace it was the first time that my husband like was really able to receive the gift of human design and as well as his introduction really (laughs) into the Akashic records I remember one time I tried to explain it to him and he was like that sounds really cool I don't know that I understand it but like I love it. <laughs> and again, like shout out to all the supportive, the supportive, oh, supportive husbands for sure. Yes. Like don't, maybe you aren't like, I don't know if I understand what you're talking about, but I love it. But mm-hmm. I'm curious. I feel like I have so many more questions I want to ask you. I might have to invite you onto like a part two. Good <laughs> excuse but... to just hang out in each other's energies and auras for longer. Yes. <laughs> no. And the one thing I did want to ask is if you would be open to do a short Akashic Records reading for the collective for mm. for our listeners here to just oh. like get a little glimpse into your into your medicine and, and just the ways in which you channel just with such again, I feel like grace, the way you articulate again the way that you see things and the visuals that come to your heart it's just it's so beautiful yeah of course it feels like a big yes in my body I just checked in (laughs) (laughs) and I love that it's like the tune into the body the yes I'm curious even one like quick quick question yes yes. I'm curious for you like what is a yes feel like in your body because I know for me I'm a splenic projector for example and so when I feel a yes it's kind of like I just like I describe it It, it's like my heart space opens and like my solar plexus kind of feels like this is why (laughs) you talk about soul purrs I think that's your yes wow (laughs) I feel like the purr is the yes (laughs) I'm curious because I sometimes in my readings guide and coach people through their yeses I learned this more in the context of intuitive development but then I've married it with human design where human design is very much teaching us to tune into our bodies and pay attention to the signals it gives and it is a decision-making tool for me my yeses feel like a lifting in my high heart it's kind of up here Mm -hmm. closer to my throat but not quite and it's taken a lot of practice, I will say, meaning the first time when I worked with my intuition mentor and she would like guide us through a visualization meditation, like call in our guides and like ask your guides now to show you a yes in your body. And I would feel like, I think I felt something, but I'm not really sure. Like, am I imagining it? It used to be so faint. And she would say like, okay, ask them to like increase the intensity of it so you can feel it more. And I would try to do that and still wouldn't feel like much. But with practice and practice and consistency, 
which shifted. I don't mean daily by any means. Please don't hear it that way. Um, <laughs> it's like every single day I tune. Yeah, it's like I am with you know this mission. Like I am like the flowiest person possible, <laughs> and I love <laughs> to embrace it. Um, it it has become in more and more intense, and now I notice this texture. Like, oh, it feels extra strong today. Why is that? Is that me? Is that someone else's guides? Am I asking for on behalf of someone else? And when I ask and I get a no, it's an absence of a feeling. So I feel nothing versus I feel the lifting when I get a yes. And so I, I verify and I ask, so are you saying I don't do that? And then I'll get a yes. And then yeah. I know, okay, we're sure. Wow. I love, I love that. I feel like even just hearing how other people receive their sacred super yeses and nos in their body is so cool. And I also love that you mentioned like, it is something that takes practice to cultivate over time, right? It's like, if your intuition, the voice of your intuition has been very distant for a very long time, which I know for many of us, it has, it, it kind of, again, sometimes it's, we reach these breaking points in life when it's like, oh, Maybe I want to reconnect with the voice of my intuition and connect to the wisdom of my body a bit more. But the the devotion to practicing what it's like to receive your own inner voice, like it is a practice and it does take devotion, but that devotion is so worth it. And it doesn't have to look perfect and it doesn't have to show up in any sort of linear way, but some sort of, I just feel like it's like drawing a line in the sand and saying, from this day forward, whatever it looks like, whatever capacity I have, I'm going to tune into my inner voice. I'm going to connect to my body to the best of my ability and find out what a yes does sound like, what a no does sound like. Anyways, I just, oh, I had to ask that question in the oh, moment. Thank I was you like, for I'm asking. So curious. <laughs> this is a big, like, I've gone from, I would only, I call it energy testing is what a language like some practitioners like, um, I'm missing her name now. They call it energy testing. You can also call it muscle testing. And then there's so many other ways you can use your body as a pendulum. There are many styles to do it. I've started to geek out. And then I'm like, why just leave it to big decisions? Can't I do this for everything day to day? And so I schedule my calendar at work with this. Sometimes I make decisions in presentations and emails based on my body. I do all kinds of things with this now. I feel like that's the invitation I'm working with. I love this, Nikki, because it's like, why not practice on like the small, you know, like quote unquote, like more mundane, ordinary day decisions. Like what do I feel like eating right now? Or which mug is cute? Which one do I want to use? Today, you've read my mind. I'm thinking of eating as well as an example Uh because that's what I invite every generator and manifesting generator to is like, oh, you want to practice your yes and no? Start with what you eat. It's an easy, low pressure thing to start with. Then, like, oh, do I move or not? (laughs) Yeah, like, where, what state do I move to? Like, who do I marry? Or, like, yeah, like all these like big life questions or like, you can start. That's so beautiful. Now I'm I'm gonna re- I'm gonna like take this with me. I'm so excited to re-listen to this episode and just like take all your nuggets of wisdom and and again the idea that all these nuggets of wisdom like it doesn't have to be some like overhaul of your entire life all at once in order to connect to your inner voice or be more deeply connected to your self-expression. It can be just really accessible micro moments in your day 
that don't require a lot of energy or bandwidth or capacity because I feel like sometimes again with the healing the hustle culture we can bring to healing it's like okay well I'm supposed to be healing and connecting to the voice of my intuition so I need to do these 10 things every single morning and it's like or just tune in when you're about to drink a coffee or a tea in the morning which one sounds better so yeah oh my god yes I mean I want to add an example to that like nowadays my emotional processing is not breath work it's not journaling it's not um, like beat a pillow or I don't know all the practices I used to do it's like oh I'm feeling called to watch this movie on Netflix today at night after I got my daughter to bed and like I crying my eyes out or whatever it is and that's me like allowing my energy to flow that's also uh-huh. such a grounded way there's a way we can approach things with intention that you know makes sense for our soul I- and our lives I feel my soul just like melted as you spoke that because I feel like it's so like I feel expanded by that of just we can make anything into a beautiful moment of medicine for ourselves it doesn't have to look like you know what it looks like for the vast majority of the spiritual communities we may be a part of like I'm totally with you to me yesterday the deepest medicine I received all day and I did breath work yesterday was I watched a k-drama at night and it made me cry so so much because it was like there's I, the probably the reason I love this K-drama so much is because it's about like past lives and time travel and stuff. Of <laughs> so course, of course, of I'm course. obsessed. Now I need I to really know what the show is if they have something. I know, I'll have to post about it because it's it's so interesting. It's like so cool. But it's like, that was my medicine. One, it was, I got to practice my Korean and connect to that mm-hmm. aspect of my culture that I sometimes feel disconnected from. I got to enjoy and cry over this storyline that I feel very attached to in these characters that I feel so much resonance with it's like that was the medicine and Mm -hmm. it was literally just me holding my phone above my head watching a Netflix show in bed like it wasn't anything grand but it, it was meaningful and it helped me slow and process emotions and let tears out and and it's beautiful and I just I love that you brought that, Nikki. Thank you for that permission slip of just let it look any certain way. Again, it's what is your inner voice inviting you into? I have chills. Thank you for that. That's so beautiful. And if you want to drop into the Akashic Records, I I would love that. I have a sense my community will (laughs) love that. Oh, yes, absolutely. I am going to pull up my prayer so that I will keep my sequence of words and I'll invite everyone who's listening if you need a moment now do settle get to a place which feels quiet Um, I'm setting the intention for this to be short like we the way it will flow is you know inviting you to ground and from there opening up the records which I would like to preface is I call it the home of your soul's energy. It really contains the story of your soul because it has all of your past lives, energies from the present and future probabilities, possibilities in there because it's capturing every thought, word, deed, intention. All of this is captured in this etheric fabric, if you will. Um, And think of it as this magical book in the sky that we can flip through and we have our own individual soul books and we have like 
collectives, like our collective or like soul groups, we can open up the Akashic records of a team, of a community, of a state or a city, of a building even. Like it's, you can play with this in so many ways. I've just, I've never quite heard the records described in that way, but I'm receiving that. Oh, wow. <laughs> So with that, I do have my prayer up. So I'm ready to take a sip of water and invite everyone mm -hmm. in to settle and receive. And just thanking you, Michelle, for the invitation. This is a sacred practice that I stumbled upon and speaks so much to my soul. So thank you all for receiving it too. Well, it is the deepest honor, truly. Thank you, Nikki, for sharing your gifts with us in this way. Mm -hmm. All right, so thank you. And I invite you all now to gently close your eyes if that feels good and accessible in your body and makes sense for where you are. If you're driving or moving and can't quite receive this, no worries, you can always come back to it or listen with presence. And as you're closing your eyes or Keeping a gentle gaze, whatever feels right for you, I invite you to take a deep breath in and focus your attention on your heart space. Letting your breath fill your chest and your belly, noticing how your heart rises and then falls as you exhale out through your mouth. Letting yourself receive the medicine of the air all around and bringing so much awareness to your body as it's ever working, but doing it with gentleness is grace. Feeling your heartbeat, and if you need to, bring your hand to your heart and notice this rhythm how you're connected to the pulse of life. Not modifying or changing your breath now, but noticing as your, your heart, your chest lifts up, moves down, and lifts up again. I invite you now to bring your focus and attention to your feet as if you're tracing in your mind, in your imagination. And if visualizing doesn't feel as accessible, just start to feel any sensation you can within your feet. The part of us that always makes contact in one way or the other with the earth even the floor or whatever surface is beneath you is always connected to the earth. And still start to feel the warmth, the love and the support of Mother Earth coming in, streaming in as beautiful, warm energy. It could show up in a certain color or just wisps of light or clouds allowing for this energy to bathe your legs. I'm seeing it as misty clouds 
it feel warm. Such a contrast. As it's bathing our feet and our legs. It's as if the mist is cleansing and clearing our physical and energetic bodies and sending in warmth and love and support from deep below. Starting to feel this warm mist envelop you as it rises all around your body. Taking a breath here, deep breath in and out as you receive the medicine of this beautiful mist. And allow yourself to soften, let go of your day. Let your muscles relax. Let your head and neck and shoulder just fall down even more as you deeply receive this and prepare to receive from the records as well. Notice how much more open, loved and supported you feel at this time. And with that, I invite you to keep your eyes closed or you can keep them gently open, whatever feels good in your body. As I say a prayer to open up the records and see what message wishes to come through for us all at this time. Of the light we see all around us, trust that you can connect deeply within, trust that you can connect deeply throughout and trust that you can connect deeply above and below. This is the path to connect. Connect to the space above, the ground below, and all the energy and beings that you channel through at this time. This is the way. This is the space. This is the energy that you feel. Trust it, connect, and let it all be revealed. Set aside yourself. Set aside your doubts. Set aside any concern. Let yourself feel the energy of unconditional love. This is the magic. This is the beauty. This is the essence of the records. Trust that you are within them, part of them, one with them, now and always and forevermore. Say this prayer and all will be revealed, past, now, and all future possibilities. Say this prayer, say these words, and trust that you are delivered to the doorstep, the doorstep to love. Deep connection of knowing and understanding who you truly are. This is the space. Welcome. The Akashic Records are now open. And with that prayer, I invite you to take a moment to tune in. Use your body, use your senses. See if you felt anything during the prayer or after. If you notice something, be it a sensation, a feeling. Maybe you felt a visual drop in. Maybe you remembered something from your day or a memory from long ago. Whatever shows up for you is absolutely perfect for you. Even feeling the beauty of silence and quiet, of nothingness that may be present. Let your truth be yours. So I invite you in to tune into this space as I'm tuning in as well. And so I'm starting to feel the guides wishing to speak and share. Sometimes they show a visual. 
And sometimes it's a message. And if you happen to be in your own process and are listening to this later, I invite you to pause me and then you can listen to me when your process is complete. We can all journey with this energy in our own individual ways. Um, but I'll otherwise keep going forward with what they wish to share with us all. So the guides are saying and speaking and there's some intensity here. We wish to speak. We wish to speak. We wish to share. We wish to share and remind you, you are so powerful. You are so wonderful and you are so inspirational. We want you to remember this deep down from the bottom of your heart. Feel it in your bones. As we say these words, experience it within your soul and all parts of you that, that you are this powerful being. Can you feel it? Can you see it? Can you experience it emanating from your bones? There is this energy that is always shooting outwards, seeping outwards that others can feel and receive from you. It is you who chooses to allow that to come through to influence and impact another. And it is your choice to pull away, to retract, to hold it back for you choose or you wish to conserve it. And so remember that you are this powerful, energetic being that can manipulate, that can work with the energy that lies within you. You are not one to feel broken. You are not one to feel weak. You are one that can move and shift and allow energy to come through you, to pour through you. You can even, not only your own energy, but others can move through you. So remember that and acknowledge that whenever you feel this rush, whether it's a pull of someone's energy inviting you in to speak, or it is this rush of excitement and joy and freedom, and you have so much to share and you wish to share, you allow it to come through. That is you remembering this powerful force that is always expressing, acting up, acting within you inside and outside of you, it is your invitation to let it through, to let it through, to let it through. We wish for you to remember that for so many of you think you are not powerful, that you are broken in some way, that you are, you need to be quiet or soft or meek in order to fit in. And we're here to remind you all that that is not the case. That is so not true. You were put on this planet, on this earth to feel so powerful because you are so, you feel so much and you experience so much and you can feel it so deeply in every, every pore. I'm going to pause the guides and just say like, oh, I can feel it lit up all throughout my body, this energy coming through and letting them come back in. They wish to say this, that you who was put on this earth to feel and be so energetically sensitive, you feel so much. It's like all this energy running through your system. It was not meant to be contained or kept just for you. What will you do with all of that? And so we are saying, just let it through. Let it through. Let it come through. It can come through in your voice. It can come through your words. It can come through in your writing. It can come through a simple interaction with another. It can come through a platform a video, a talk, a speech, whatever you feel called to, let that sensitivity come through for it's not just you 
who is speaking, but there is a collective moving through you. Can you allow for that? Can you allow for that to come through? And I'm just taking a moment to slow because I felt like they abruptly ended there. Just giving you all a moment to integrate while I check in and see what came through, if there's more, as I'm also receiving all of that too. I feel like I wish to presence and say there were some beautiful reminders. It felt like a beautiful bow being tied on our entire conversation is what it feels like. Mm. Um, it's, it was very, it had a personality, this energy. It was very intense. It really wanted to awaken us in some way and remind us. And I really want to underscore what they said around we who are sensitive came here to be powerful. And it's such a beautiful, poignant reminder. Oh, Okay. I'm just breathing now myself and want to check in, Michelle, if you're in a place to also share what you received before I close up the records and gently guide us out of the space. My soul just received so much, is receiving so much. Ooh, I was crying a little bit as you were channeling as well, Nikki. I feel... Even this piece that you kind of pulled out that as sensitive beings are meant to be powerful. And I I felt like my inner child received that on every level of mm -hmm. just the experience of being shamed for being sensitive or being taught to disconnect from our emotions and like the deeply feeling part of our soul and just the reminder that one our sensitivity is a superpower and a gift in and of itself for us to receive but also that our sensitivity is part of what makes us so powerful that I feel like for so long I wished away the sensitivity and the parts of me that were so soft and so you know in the past using the quotations of like fragile as if it's a bad thing and mm -hmm. actually I'm remembering a conversation I had with a friend of mine where <laughs> there's this picture of this flower in it was in Ireland that I was with my husband and his family and there was this little tiny little flower growing out of this like whole barren landscape of rocks and it was just mm -hmm. this one single flower amidst all of these just barren rocks and I remember I took a picture of it and I sent it to her and I was just like wow like this feels like the superpower of the softness and the superpower of of owning that it's it's so safe to be soft and sensitive and that as sensitive soft beings like we can flourish anywhere no matter what the environment is we have the strength and the vitality to flourish it's simply our willingness to embrace the sensitivity that like reconnects us to our power and I also, one last thing that's dropping through, and just the 
the idea of or the experience of being soft like I, mm. I am definitely like I would categorize myself if I had to as like a very soft gentle soul and I know for most of my life I thought like oh well soft and sensitive people like can't be powerful because in order to be powerful you must be loud and like outspoken mm. like you have to like get people's attention by like being a certain way and I just feel like my soul received from the Akashic records and your channelings Nikki just that deep remembrance that huh softness and gentleness whether that's in the way you speak or in in your energy or the way that you dress or whatever it is it's like softness is so 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 powerful as well and we don't have to be loud or shiny or or anything other than our true essence in order to experience our power and be powerful and be received as powerful by the world because power doesn't look any certain way it's it's the energy it's the feeling and I feel it's our connection to ourselves and so much so much so So many gifts I'm receiving (laughs) oh yes thank you for presencing and sharing all that because definitely my lived experience too and you have to be the loudest voice and you know how else will you stand out at work and other places um and I think what I also took away in addition to everything you shared which I'm a little like even oh wow who said that um from the guides is like it's not just your own energy which I think there was a lot of, but also like you can bring a whole collective through you. Mm. And like, okay, that, I never considered that. That that's something we can tap in and that's so much more energy than you can even comprehend. Of course, that will be powerful. And it's like, why else were we put on this earth to be sensitive, but to be able to bring all this energy through? I know as I remember as you spoke that I like one it feels like like looking back at my lineage it's the remembrance of like oh I never walk alone I have my entire lineage every woman that's ever walked before me is with me now and also something that I connected with maybe only a few years ago I think the first time I did a past life regression was like oh like I can also call upon past iterations of my own soul and it's like calling upon those different again like the different pieces of my storyline the the story that my soul yes. has oh walked God, thus far God. and like it's like not only the collective of other soul humans out there in the ethers other guides but also wow our lineage and the past versions of ourselves in this lifetime and other lifetimes it's like whoa when we remember how deeply supported we really are that we can channel like the collective and all of that power and love and connection it's like huh all of a sudden all the things that once felt like a problem or things that I was worried about or self-doubt I was entertaining it's like they begin to soften when we remember and like feel how connected we really are yeah so much oh wow I love uh, I love how you tap into medicine in so many ways so I'm just receiving that um because this it speaks the language of my soul like oh past lives and then even previous versions of ourselves 
um, I do believe like all of us sensitive beings had very powerful like inner children. Like we as children were witches and magical beings and we were so expressed. And then we forgot or choose to forget in our soul's journey in order to remember back to this remembrance. Mm-hmm. It's, it is a beautiful journey of forgetting and remembering. And it's back to the spiral that we experience. Um, I also want to add to that list that I love to play with and I'm going to keep remembering oh, all this collective there's there's so many guides as collectives and there are energies and archetypes that we can also tap into and the example you sparked in me which I so didn't expect to come here but here we are <laughs> um, is somewhat related to watching movies and tv shows also <laughs> I had been watching till somewhat recently a TV show called Manifest and I loved it because it basically was like this is psychism this is what channeling is that's what they keep doing when they get a calling literally I watched I watched a few episodes the one with the plane and the passenger yes, cycle exactly. yes. <laughs> yeah and so all these people are on I'm not revealing any spoilers but they go on this plane that goes missing for five years they return and then all of a sudden they start to experience what they call callings and they get visions and they hear things and I'm like this is my world now all of a sudden like this is very normal for me even though people called it a supernatural or paranormal show I'm like no this is normal everyday <laughs> life yeah <laughs> and I was going through a lot of angst in the last several months because I've ramped my workload back up in my day job and I'm like back to like the spiritual journey is not this easy flowy thing I'm like why are we here? Why am I not done with this job? And all the questioning of life. And here's what came up in when I sat with a healer to like, okay, help me sit with all these feelings and move through the energy. The message from my soul around this was, be like one of the characters in the show. What would that character do? He was what you'd call the captain of the ship. His name is Ben. And the question that my soul said was like, what would Ben do? Like bring that question, bring that energy to work. And like the the synchronicities and connections were uncanny. Like me and the other healer happened to watch the final episode of the show, like within the last few days and never talked about having ever watched the show before. I was wearing for all my key meetings at work, a jacket that very much resembles what he wears without the gold buttons, of course, but <laughs> <laughs> same color and style, very like, captain of the ship style of a jacket and I'm like okay message received I can channel Ben from the TV show manifest and navigate my day job is what you're telling me so cool so there's that that is I just I feel like I'm remembering maybe even like you've drawn from storylines of like a TV show or or something before it's like coming back to me but I just I love this because again it like brings back this theme of like there is medicine everywhere (laughs) in the TV show that you're watching or you know the ways in which we can almost like borrow the medicine or the energy of whether that's a character in a TV show that like we're like oh wow like that soul gift like yes I want to tune into that or sometimes I actually watch 
a lot of Korean blogs on YouTube where it's just like Korean women living their lives and like cooking themselves food and being super organized. And like when I'm, my office is like a disaster. I'm like, all right, I'm going to channel that one Korean lady's energy right now and get my mm. life in order. <laughs> it's like yes. so helpful. It's so helpful. And I just, I, I feel like it brings kind of the fun and the play and the imagination back to, to this, experience of life it's awesome yeah. thank you for bringing that Nikki You're so beautiful thank you thank you for receiving um I'm going to take a moment to close up the records with a few lines and just inviting everyone else if you wish to just presence or acknowledge one one takeaway is it a word a message could be as short as a sentence to much more from everything that came through or we said after just bring that to your heart and allow yourself to receive that just acknowledging presencing bringing to your awareness something that stood out to you is such a beautiful practice of awareness and so much can shift in our lives even from that it doesn't have to become an item on your to-do list unless you feel called to do that. And just thank your your soul, all the energies and the power within you or a higher power, whatever you walk with or trust in. Just thank them in your heart, in your mind. As I say these lines too, thank the space of the Akashic Records for us all and thank you all for your shared energy. I thank the magic of the space. I thank all the energies and beings that we channel through at this time. I give gratitude to everything that came through. The records are now closed. The records are now closed. The records are now closed. And so it is with love and gratitude. Thank you. Ooh. I have to say, as we're all gently stepping out of that it's a powerful group I can feel the energy of like oh how are the guides and how do they show up when I'm channeling for a group or a person and I was like oh my goodness that is a lot of energy oh, so, I love that so much just I'm receiving your magical audience here Michelle and the love mm -hmm. I'm taking a moment to receive it as well but also just taking a moment to integrate your powerful gift nikki thank you for taking us on that journey and allowing us all to experience just this depth of your medicine in the way you hold the records and the way you channel and communicate and i just feel like this podcast, like the spirit of Happy Whole Life podcast has just been so blessed, like in every, every sense of the word. And I know my community, anyone that's listening is just so, so grateful. And if anyone has any takeaways, if there was one thing, you know, in the records or throughout the entire podcast that resonated with you, of course, feel free to share, tag us on Instagram. So, and shout you out and and just 
receive and, and be part of a community because that's what this podcast really is. It's just <laughs> an excuse to come together and and experience deep human connection. And I'm I feel like I'm gonna walk a, like the rest of my day, the rest of my week, just like like just like with like the deepest breath in in my heart that's what's coming through and I always love to close out as as you may remember calls podcast episodes anything everything with the question of is there anything you want to celebrate and acknowledge about yourself in this current season in this current chapter of your life is there anything you want to acknowledge and just celebrate Oh, I always love this invitation. Such a beautiful practice of like leaning into seeing what's good and celebrating it. Because it's hard to see sometimes parts of us in certain seasons. I guess. <laughs> like I'm so I'm celebrating that I carved out time for this magical portal with you all, with you, Michelle. Um, even in a season where I'm and feeling pulled in different directions and feeling extremely busy at work and more. And I couldn't have asked for a better time. And it feels like I just reinforced my personal boundaries by creating this space and carving it out and saying yes. So that's what I'm celebrating. Like We all like magical people need our beautiful energetic boundaries for this. So thank you. Oh, what a beautiful celebration, Nikki. Oh, and thank you for tuning in to your sacred yes and mm-hmm. carving out this time. It's just, it's so meaningful to me. And I know it's so meaningful to my community as well. Our community, they're all connected. And I'm curious, well, I'm definitely going to have your Instagram and your beautiful website, may I just say, <laughs> linked in the show notes down below. But ah. Uh, is there a best way to connect with you? If I know my community souls are probably glowing and buzzing as well. What is the best way to, to connect with you? Or if anyone wants to step into more of human design, Akashic Records, soul gift work. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I For some reason, my body just said a big yes. I'm like, we didn't even ask you a question, but it was like, oh, I think I got invited in. Uh, Yes, so the best way to reach me is through Instagram. Um, I'm at Nikki.joshi, N-I-K-H-I dot J-O-S-H-I. And I know more links will be linked below. I'm pretty um, responsive and available. I go through some seasons of not posting as much when I'm honoring my body and energy across work and life and soul biz. Um, but that's the best way to reach me. And if you ever feel called to like, invite your soul in more deeply into connection through all the soul languages that I channel and use, um, I now blend it all. Akashic records, human design, astrology, numerology, anything else that sings to me. Michelle's like, yes, because we like, yeah, about yeah. this in our journey. Yeah, that's where my soul's at. And it could be. I think just bringing in an intention is the biggest thing. Do I want to focus on my home, my relationships, my business, my sole purpose? Just bringing that that's back to awareness and intention being such powerful, energetic catalyst. If you can do that, 
there's an intake form and a booking link all available on my Instagram page as well. Amazing. Oh, everyone, bends your way on over to Nikki's Instagram. <laughs> like I said, I'm like, I want to reshare the, the sailor reel because it just has brought so much. Oh, yeah, I am feeling the call to repost it because I had just such an invitation today. I'm like, where did that come from? It was your energy, Michelle. <laughs> I mean, it's like, that's so wild, but also like, I'm 0% surprised, of course. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, thank you so much for being here, Nikki. Thank you to everyone who listened and tuned in and our original intention of the flowers on the altar that Nikki shared was that we all may feel cocooned and just a blanket of love. And I know that is for certain how I feel right now. I'm like, <laughs> just like in the happiest potato panda cocoon that ever was so thank you for your magic Nikki just treasuring our connection and your light in this world so 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 deeply oh, thank, thank you, you Michelle you bring such beautiful space to all of us sensitive magical powerful healer beings and I so appreciate you and everything you do <laughs> And on that note, we'll see you all in the next episode. <laughs>